For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Glory to God who has given us salvation in his Son, Jesus Christ. Glory to God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. My father, who had a bit of a wit about him, used to pray, Lord, bless those whom I love, but also bless my enemies. But give the latter a limp, that I may know them when they're coming. The only problem with the prayer, besides praying for an affliction to come upon your enemies, is that demons don't limp. It's very clear from the Word of God that human beings are not our enemies. Oh, we sometimes will think of one another as the enemy. We sometimes will demonize people. We sometimes will raise ourselves up by tearing others down. And sometimes there will be people who greatly hurt us. But it is the power of the enemy at work in this world that is truly our enemy. Those who hurt us are fallen, broken, sinful, stumbling buffoons like me and like you. Now, this doesn't mean that we can blame it on the devil. The devil made me do it. After all, we do much to cooperate with the powers of darkness in this world. But if we saw one another as fellow persons struggling in this world, needing hope and love and forgiveness and mercy and truth and life in Jesus Christ, perhaps we would be lifting one another up more than tearing one another down. Perhaps we would be praying more for one another rather than gossiping about one another. Perhaps our focus wouldn't be about this or that color of the rug in the church, but how do we make Jesus Christ known in the hearts of people who don't know him? It's a matter of having a focus. We must be focused on Jesus Christ and be aware that our enemy is the power of evil. Now, as I wrote this sermon... It started out already kind of lengthy, and it got lengthier, and then it got lengthier, and then finally it achieved the length of my typical Sunday sermon. (laughs) But then it got lengthier. And so part two will be during adult Christian education today at 11 o'clock. So if the powers of the enemy, truly the devil and his demons, are those whom we strive against, what are we to do? Firstly, we must shift our focus away from others and, and even away from the devil 
and we must refocus ourselves on Jesus and the gospel. That's where our focus must be. In the midst of the storms of this life, our heart's focus must be on Jesus Christ, lest we drown. Now, being focused on Jesus does not mean that we will not sometimes find ourselves in the midst of a storm. And sometimes those waves can be quite large, and the winds blowing against us can be quite strong. But if we keep our focus in the midst of the storm on Jesus and on the truth of his word and on the promise of God, we will not drown. But if we shift our focus to the storm and are only aware of Christ and his presence, then we will begin to sink. We must be focused on Christ and aware of the storm rather than focused on the storm and only aware of Christ. The letter of St. Paul the Apostle to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 10, begins with these words. Finally, be strong in the Lord. Not, don't be strong trusting in yourself, or trusting in this world, or trusting in, in power, or prestige, or your education, or your work. Rather, Be strong in the Lord. We must rely on the Lord in all things. Not on ourselves, but in Jesus. Be strong in the Lord. How many days do I as a priest get up late, running to get the kids ready, get them on the bus or in the car to go to Mass, to serve in the morning and find that I don't have time to pray or to read the scriptures. I'm so busy doing what the Lord has called me to do that I have failed to do what is most needed. That is to spend time with Christ. I become a Martha instead of a Mary, if you remember that passage. Martha, who spends time at the feet of the Lord. And so when I go running out the door to say Mass, I'm relying in my own strength and not in the Lord's. But this doesn't say, be strong in yourself, Michael, and do the work of the Lord, but rather, be strong in the Lord. And then it goes on to say, and in the strength of His might. Not myself, but in God shall I trust. Not in my strength, but in his strength. Not in my might, but in his might. We trust in him. And then it says, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. Now, as you may remember, my first assignment was to an isolated village on the coast of Labrador in the subarctic. And I remember asking our dear bishop, uh, how, how, what's the formula for uh, discerning the difference between uh, Fahrenheit and Celsius? And he said, it doesn't matter. They're the same at minus 40. 
That should have been my first clue. Run! Run away! You see, who would go out into that with only partial clothing on? A minus 110 L.L. Bean hat. A minus 110 L.L. Bean scarf. A minus 110 jacket. A minus 110 boots. And then a pair of shorts. Who would do that? Only a fool would do that. And that's why the Word of God tells us not to leave or embark on the day without putting on the whole armor of God. Not the partial armor. There are times when I go out somewhat prepared for the spiritual warfare that awaits me. We must be fully armed, fully dressed, who, seeing an enemy coming upon them, would go out to meet that enemy with some of their armor on versus all of their armor. So we must trust in the Lord and in His might, and we must put on the whole armor to God, and then and only then shall we be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We all have stories from our seminary days. I was in seminary now many, many years ago. Actually, the year I came to uh, seminary was the year that good father Andrew uh, graduated and left. So I joke with him that he was like John the Baptist going before, <laughs> going before me. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, but I remember reading this, and, uh, and I, I got to the word wiles, and I read um, that you may be able to stand against the willies of the devil. <laughs> so I now know that it's not willies, that it's wiles. But it is only by trusting in the Lord and in his strength putting on the whole armor of God that we'll be able to stand. It is only in Christ that you are able to stand and to stand boldly and with strength against the powers of wickedness in this world. I got news for you. If you trust in yourself and only put on the partial armor, you are no match for the enemy. No match at all. Any Rocky fans here? Rocky Balboa? Who is he? Two? Who is he? Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> Rocky and Bullwinkle? Well, I was going to use the analogy of Rocky IV when Apollo went into the, uh, the ring against Drago and gets killed. And if you remember how he was uh, pummeled, the two of you who remember, um, that's what it would be like to take on the enemy. You being Apollo, by the way. And so we must not rely on ourselves, but on God. We must be persons of prayer. We are told later in this verse, this passage rather, to take the helmet of salvation. That is, to put on Christ. Now, the fathers of the early church tell us that the first place that the enemy attacks is where? 
the mind. The enemy first attacks our thoughts. And if we entertain these thoughts, then we receive them into our heart. And once in our heart, it is but a short distance to our words and our actions. And so the enemy first attacks our thoughts. And so we are to put on the helmet of salvation. Then we are to take up the sword of the Spirit. And what does the Word of God tell us that the, word, the sword of the Spirit is? The Word of God. The Word of God. And if we fill our thoughts with the Word of God, it is the Word of God that shall take root in our hearts. And it is the Word of God that shall manifest itself in our words and in our actions. And then we are told to pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. And so we are to literally saturate, baptize our thoughts in God. And we are to take up the sword, which is the Word of God. And we are to fill our minds and our hearts and our words and our actions with God's Word. For God's Word is living and true and sharper than any two-edged sword, we are told by God's Word. And then, having Pray, uh, having read the Word of God and having filled our thoughts with the Word of God, we are to be men and women of prayer. Of prayer. We are to pray at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. And to that end, keep alert with all perseverance. That is, we must keep in front of us our awareness that the enemy seeks to destroy us. Our focus must be on the Lord and on the good news of our salvation, but the enemy seeks to destroy us, and what person guarding their home will not keep alert lest the enemy come upon them unawares? And so we must keep alert. We must be people of prayer, people of God's word, people that are bathing themselves in the Lord. We must keep alert with all perseverance. For the Lord desires to rescue us from the powers of darkness this present darkness. But the enemy desires to destroy you, to destroy our marriages, to destroy our homes, to destroy our children, to destroy this church. But the Lord seeks to use us, despite our fallenness and brokenness, to be lamps of, for his light in the midst of the dark. Imagine that. He wants to use us. Use us to be his light. To share truth in the midst of the lies. To offer forgiveness in the midst of hatred. To bring light where there is darkness. To bring hope where there is despair. 
to bring life where there is death. He desires to use us. My brothers and sisters, we are told to go boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel at the end of this passage. For we are ambassadors, and ambassadors represent the one who sent them. And so you and me are representatives in this world of none other than Jesus Christ and his word. What am I going to do with pages two and three? (laughs) Eleven o'clock if you wish to come. Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand. Let us pray for one another. Let us encourage one another. Let us love one another. And then let us go and bring these things entrusted to us out into the world. For the world has enough hatred. The world has enough unforgiveness. The world has enough darkness. You know what the world needs? needs Jesus, and he's sending you. Amen.